You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. A license to steal. Sex in the City's Cynthia Nixon is slammed for suggesting CVS should let people shoplift rather than locking up goods because desperate people shouldn't be prosecuted. All right, I have covered this one before from the standpoint of the stores in San Francisco, basically shutting down, I think it was CVS and um, was it Walgreens, maybe? I can't remember, but it was a number of big chain stores, drug stores, that are closing their stores because of the the losses they're taking due to shoplifting. And I had a lot of I had a lot of comments like I don't care about Walgreens. Well, that's not the point. I, I know you personally may not care about Walgreens. I don't personally care about Walgreens corporate, whether they make money or not. I care about being able to walk into a store and buy stuff. But do I do I care about the whole process? Yeah. And you can't just have people stealing stuff just because they're desperate. That's not how this works. So that's what we're going to be reading today. And we're going to um, take a quick little look at this because I think a lot of people, they see a story like this and go, oh, there, there, there are things that are locked up in the store. And I noticed that in the, where was I? I think it was a Bartell drugstore. That's a local chain here in, in the Seattle area. Bartels had something unusual locked up behind, I think there was masks. I think it was just boxes and boxes of masks. And I'm like, that's really interesting. Why are those, are people just stealing those? Maybe they are, but you know, they're not that expensive. A box of 50, maybe like 10 bucks. I don't know. Can you sell those in the black market? I'm not really sure. But I notice things that are locked up too. And I always think, oh, that's interesting. Are people stealing that to the point where those have to be kept up behind the case? Shouldn't it be like the ephedrine or whatever it is that you make meth out of? Shouldn't that should be locked up there? Anything else that's very small, easy to steal and, you know, basically sell on the open black market? Aren't those are the things that should be back there? Yes. But oftentimes it's this random stuff and you're like, ah, that's kind of weird. That's interesting, right? So I think people, they get an idea in their head of, oh, we're, we're, we're just trying to keep, you know, goods from people that they should have free access to, which is just not the case, is it? Because there are services for people in need, Right. Our taxpayers' money is paying for services for people in need. They don't need to go into a store and steal it. What is happening there is they're going into a store and stealing it, and they're getting paid for stealing stuff from big corporate chains. That's what's going on. And that's the story that I read from San Francisco was basically how the crime ring you know, pays people a buck or whatever it is. And if you get arrested for shoplifting items under $950 in California, it's basically you're going to get off scot-free. That's kind of the bottom line. They've made crime like that just basically no longer a crime. That's what we're doing. All right. So this, that's what we're talking about today. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to go to the daily mail. I've had people tell me, or I've had comments, literally one of you guys who was a regular, regular of the podcast, um, send me a bunch of comments of people thinking, ah, oh, this, this guy's progressive. Ah, oh, he's a closeted Biden supporter. If you guys don't kind of know where I'm coming from politically, maybe it's because I don't bring it up a lot and I do that on purpose. Because I kind of want to bring a reasonable viewpoint to a lot of this stuff. That's my thing. I'm a business owner. 
yeah, I'm pro-business, but that doesn't make me one way or the other, although you just kind of associate, ah, the dude's business, he's probably conservative. And I definitely lean more to the conservative side of things because that's how most businesses and that kind of stuff, especially real estate, it just leans that way. But I don't bring it up all the time. And so I think a lot of people mistakenly, obviously, think I'm some kind of progressive liberal that's voting for Biden. None of those things are true. But I don't bring it up a lot either, right? So all right, enough of that. Let's move on. Let's get going here. But if you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies. And I read the news. That's what we're doing. Because that's what reasonable people do. And if you want to read the news from a guy that you think is a liberal, a progressive, go for it. But that's not me, right? And maybe some of my storylines I approach from a little bit different perspective. And I think if you watch enough of my podcasts and, and get to kind of know my storylines, you'll kind of realize, oh, yeah, he's definitely right of center. Maybe not that far, but yeah, right of center. So a license is uh, a license to steal. Sex in the City's Cynthia Nixon slammed for suggesting CVS should let people shoplift rather than locking up goods because desperate people shouldn't be prosecuted. No, but criminals, criminals should. How's that for progressive for you right there? How's that for being a liberal? If you break the law, you should be prosecuted. That's kind of my thing, right? I mean, that's just, that's just the way this works. But so often people get it in their head. One thing, oh, this guy isn't identifying with either conservative or he's not hardcore. Therefore, we're just going to label him progressive or liberal. This person here, this actress is she's saying goods locked up and she's like, oh, we're keeping these from the poor people. That's not what we're doing. We're trying to stop the bleeding of corporate America from shoplifting. That's what we're doing. Cynthia Nixon has been slammed for suggesting CVS should let people steal from stores rather than locking up goods like laundry detergent, claiming desperate people shouldn't be prosecuted. Do they really lock up laundry detergent? Is that something that you sell? I don't even know. I don't, you know, it, it's like, it's always shocking to me. Like what stuff, what's something good to shoplift and sell? I don't even know. I mean, the former actress and failed New York gubernatorial candidate tweeted on Thursday that she had noticed her local CVS in Soho had started locking up basic items like clothing detergent. As so many families can't make ends meet right now, I can't imagine thinking that the way to solve the problem of people stealing basic necessities out of desperation is to prosecute them, Nixon tweeted. So should we just leave the, you know, leave all these goods on the sidewalk and just have a free for all, just let people come and pick them up? Is that how we should do this? Is that what should happen? I don't think so. And so when you see stuff locked up, that typically means that's a hot item for being shoplifted. And it's not because people need that stuff. They get that stuff for free. If you, if you want to go out and find shopping detergent or find a place to wash your clothes, you can find that for free. You don't need to steal from your local drugstore. You don't. The stealing that's going on, that's a criminal ring. That's, that is what is happening. And so many people just don't get this. And they're, and literally the comments on the last video I did, last podcast I did is, why do I care about Walgreens? Why do I care about CVS? I could care less what's happening to their corporate system. It's like, yeah, but this is a trend of shoplifting going on to the point where corporate is identifying, yep, close down that store, close down that store, close down that store. That means it's a real issue. 
whether you care about corporate America or not, it's a real issue. It just means people are stealing stuff that's not theirs, and they're not getting prosecuted for it. Because otherwise, if they were getting prosecuted, they would probably stop that activity. So Cynthia was slammed by people who said the solution was not to invite theft. CVS, Walgreens, and Dwayne Reed have, lo have been locking up items for years to deter thieves amid a widespread de decriminalization of shoplifting. So if, do you guys know who Cynthia Nixon is? She's done Sex in the City. Um, that was that one show with Mr. Big. <laughs> I can't even. Uh, Carrie and Mr. Big. That's about the extent of my Sex in the City uh, knowledge. I don't really. I watched a few episodes of it. I thought it was interesting from the, the viewpoint that it brought kind of for gal friends who um, talked about basically dating and their sex lives in New York City. And then Mr. Big, I always liked Mr. Big. I thought his character was kind of like, all right, Mr. Big. Yeah, you do your thing. But I was never a big fan. I know a lot of people are. And, um, and the Nixon gal that we're talking about here, her character, uh, I don't know. I mean, kind of interesting, but wouldn't go out of my way to watch her on a sitcom. You know what I mean? Just like, uh, all right. So Nixon was responding to a tweet, which pointed out that several Manhattan district attorney and mayoral candidates said they would not prosecute shoplifting because it criminalizes poverty. That's where I am taking exception to this. It is not criminalizing property, poverty. It's not, it's just not, you, you just can't have shoplifting go on just willy nilly. That's a no-go. That's a hard no-go. We have laws for a reason. If you shoplift, the laws are there to deter people from shoplifting. If they don't deter people from shoplifting, guess what? Stores get closed down because they're not operating profitably. And I know that's not a very progressive attitude, and it's not a very liberal attitude either, is it? If you find somebody shoplifting, prosecute them. That's what will stop that behavior. And so much of this is people saying, okay, but you know, they don't have money and they don't, well, they're not stealing stuff because they're hungry. They can get food all day long, right? You can get food all day long. You can get laundry detergent all day long, free, if you really work at it. Homeless shelters, they'd set you up with all that stuff. Yeah, you might have to jump through some hoops, but you got to jump through hoops anyway. And if you think jumping through hoops is bad, get, you know, get arrested and deal with that. You know, you're gonna, you're probably gonna get away with it, but you're gonna have some hoops to jump through. Critics say Cynthia's tweet pointed out to how irregularly she visited the stores, which have been locking things up since long before the pandemic began. Cynthia lives in a different world, and tweets like, like that are virtue signaling. Signaling, yes, they are. That, that's all this is is virtue signaling, right? It's like, oh. I live in a $3 million penthouse and I'm concerned about these. No, you're not. You didn't even know that they've been locking this stuff up for, for years because that's what you got to do when you're you know, a manager of a drugstore and people are stealing your stuff. You got to lock it up. That's what you do. So the CVS, this is her tweet. The CVS in my corner has started locking up basic items like clothing detergent. As so many families can't make ends meet right now. I agree. That is true. I can't imagine thinking that the way to solve the problem of stealing, um, of people stealing basic necessities out of desperation is to prosecute them. So again, let's just look at this for a second. They are not stealing basic necessities out of desperation. They're not doing that. You can get that for free. And if you don't know that, you haven't been following these storylines for very long. 
um, if ever. And Cynthia Nixon probably hasn't. I mean, she just doesn't know. And she goes into a drugstore and she's like, oh my gosh, why is the detergent behind the, you know, the case? Why has it got a lock on it? Why is that? Is it illegal? Is that something? Is that the good stuff? Is that the good stuff behind the counter? I need that. Hope it's free and clear. I got to use all free and clear and stuff. Uh, just smell, you know, laundry. Can't have scented laundry. It just makes you smell like a big perfume factory. That's not a good thing. All right. And so we got a picture here of all the stuff, razors and stuff. Razors are expensive. Do a refill of you know expensive razors. Those are expensive. We got some toothbrushes, some Oral-B electric toothbrushes. I bet you can steal those and sell those resale, right? I mean, am I wrong? I don't know anything about the black market for said goods, but um, it's a ring. It's a market. It's a there's a you know there's a wholesale level to this, and it it's come out in the San Francisco story that I did. I mean, it's just a massive crime ring that was going around taking basically taking advantage of the law. And then you got jokers like this actress who's like, oh, they're prosecuting poor people. No, they're not. You just don't really know what you're talking about. That's the bottom line. I would love to know when Cynthia Nixon last bought a box of laundry detergent. And if she has ever stepped foot inside a CVS, does she have somebody do her laundry for Does she have like a maid come and do the laundry? Probably. That maid probably has a budget for maybe they order groceries and all the stuff just ends up at her place. Probably, right? I tend to go to the store and buy my own stuff. That's, I, I just don't, I, to trust somebody to pick out my stuff at the grocery store, mm, you know, food all day long, you bet. I'll have food delivered all day long. Not all day long, but if I'm hungry and I don't feel like cooking, that's what I'll do. Um, but groceries, I like to, I like to fill my own cart. I like to have a big cart full of my stuff, right? So Nixon lives in a $3.2 million apartment with her wife, Christine, and their three children. Before launching her fit, she's like my age. I hope she doesn't have young children. Uh, that to me is always like, all right, you waited a little too long. Now you're old and you can't keep up with the kids and they're going to get out of control. That's what's going to happen there. Before launching her failed campaign to become governor of New York in 2018, she made her name as Miranda on the HBO series Sex in the City. She is due to appear in a reboot of the show soon. So all you Sex in the City fans, I know your anticipation level is probably way up there. Um, it, this is not my show, and I don't mean to make fun of it. I it, I know it had a great run. Um, but I, I just, I, my Sex in the City is like, really? That's a show? Huh, okay. So her campaign was highly progressive and included policies like legalizing marijuana and prison reform. Okay, that's where she's coming from. Her comment about CVS on Thursday came as Governor Andrew Cuomo warned of the escalating crime rate in New York City, which has become so high, he said New Yorkers no longer feel safe. Huh, did New York, did, 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 they, did they defund the police? And if you think I'm progressive, how many effing podcasts have I done on defunding the police? And what side do I stand on there? I am not for defunding the police. I've thought that was a ridiculous concept from the beginning. If you want to do some reform, that's great. You got to put some more money in the system to do that. Get some more training going. Figure out what you want to do. Because getting rid of police has left us in a situation we are literally refunding the police. And by that, I don't mean giving money back. And I've talked about this a bunch. So everybody who's who's not new here... Is that this is not their first rodeo on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So we went from 
police are, you know, we don't really like them. They're okay. They're a necessary evil to defunding them, abolishing them, because that was just a really hot political topic there for a moment. We didn't really think about the consequences to how that would all go if you de did defund the police. But then we treated the police so poorly that they have been quitting in droves. And now we don't really need to defund the police because that's happening just out of attrition of people quitting, people retiring, people making lateral moves to other police departments. And so they don't have to have the budgets quite as big as they were. So we we did a little defunding. And then we realized, oh, you know what crime like Portland, they defunded the gun prevention violence team. And how do you think that worked out? Um, the stuff going on in Portland, just some horrific stuff going on, just people shooting each other left and right. And it's not going the right way. And this is a story I did one last week. And by I did one last week, I mean, I recorded a podcast last week, and I talked about Wall Street Journal did a full on article of refunding the police. That's where we're going with this. All of a sudden, now we're like, oh, whew, not a good call. We didn't really have a game plan for what we're going to do when we did defund the police. But now our police numbers are so down. We don't have enough police to basically go out on, you know, calls that are more than just the utmost priority. People like in harm's way danger right now. Property crimes? Ah, see your house got broken into. All right, well, we'll get back to you on that. And sorry it took us 18 hours to get to your home, but that's where we sit right now. Complete exaggeration, but that's about it. I mean, you got to be in real harm's way to have a police officer basically show up, right? I mean, if they're not busy, and they're busy doing other stuff. And so we've gone through this full cycle, and now we realize, oh, hey, you know, we should probably get some more police back in our system. Just about every police department that went down that whole defunding the police thing, if you read between the lines and you read the fine print, and what's what's also interesting is the mayors of these cities, they're like, yeah, we, we stand behind you agitated protesters, and yet we can't really get behind the levels of defunding that you want to be doing here. Well, well, you know, that's I think we need to reimagine and rethink that 50% cut from the Seattle Police Department. And so those agitated protesters, you know, basically told the mayor of Seattle, Jenny Durkin, we don't like you. You're a no go. We're going to march on your house. You're not with us. If you're against us, if you're not with us, you're against us. And all Durkin was doing, mayor, mayor of Seattle was like, oh, that's not going to be good. If we do fund by 50% or more and right, do that right now, and we don't have a plan in place. Mm, that's not going to work out well. So even in a city like Seattle, who has a progressive and liberal mayor, you know, that's kind of where we've ended up is we had a small little defunding of the police, but a lot of it was just money. And we're trying to work out what to do with some of the funds now because we're not spending those funds because those cops quit. They're no longer with the, the police department. So and I have police send and if I don't talk about the police enough, you guys should know. Uh, yeah, he's definitely more conservative than, you know, progressive, because clearly, I don't hate the police. I just don't I think it's part of law and order. 
And the more law and order you have in a community, the higher its property values. That's just how this works. So when people hear me say that, and then they say, ah, but he, you know, he's pretty progressive. It's like, what, which podcast were you listening to? I don't know. I can't, I, I, I can't keep track of all this. So crime in New York City soared by 30% this week compared to the same week last year and robberies were 70% higher. You want to talk about violent crimes going through the roof? Okay, let's do that. Now we don't need to. We know. We know exactly what has happened. Como warned that if it doesn't settle soon, it'll hamper New York's economic recovery from COVID. It's exactly what Portland's got going on right now. Exactly what Portland's got going on. And a lot of the downtown areas are struggling because they've got the homelessness situation, can't really sweep them out. Seattle has done some sweeping. They have done some underhanded sweeping, I believe. Our streets are looking pretty good. They're looking better. It's like, oh, we got rid of that. Okay. We're not going to really talk about what's going on here, but we're cleaning up the streets. Portland, Portland, not so much. Still a rough look there. We just had, this is my first podcast back since the Memorial Day weekend. Thank you to all who served. I will go there. That is very unprogressive of me. Who was it? Uh, was it AOC that sent out a tweet and she didn't even recognize the reason we have this holiday? She just sent out, ah, uh, yeah, enjoy your long holiday. How about we remember why we had that holiday? Uh, that's, that's not, that's, that's, that's not on the progressive side of things. We can't have that. We can't say thank you to those of, who served in the military. That's too close to the whole police thing. Not good. No, thank you to those who served and gave their lives, period. Hard stop. That's what we do. So Fox uh, News host Tucker Carlson was among those to criticize Nixon's tweet on Thursday night. Man, he just slams on people, doesn't he? He just, just loads them up. He fumed on his show. You got to wonder what would happen if you showed up at Cynthia Nixon's place tonight and tried to help yourself to some, quote, basic necessities. What do you think she would do? Do you think she would call like a, a known social worker that she knows? Probably not, right? She's going to dial 911. Send the police. Even though she's probably slammed the police. I bet you you look through her, uh, her Twitter feed and she'll have slammed the police. And yet, what I find always interesting is that, ah, they're the first one. Oh, call 911. Get the police out here now. Somebody stole my laundry detergent. This is a crime. I need those people prosecuted. I can't ever have this happening again. My housekeeper is traumatized. Why did it take you 14 minutes to get to my house? You know, just it, it's just some ridiculous stuff, right? And then we've got some tweets here. Um, this is the reality. This is a tweet from Genie Wiz. I mean... If you don't want to read a tweet from Jeannie Wiz, I, I don't know. This is the reality. New Yorkers in stores flashed at knife point. Stores locking up ice cream from kids due to thefts and small stores already struggling are a few pints away from closing down. Progressives say they want to save small and mom and pop stores, but their policies are killing them. And big corporate just says, yeah, all right, that store is not doing that well. Close her down. And what uh, I think uh, in San Francisco, they've closed like 17 17 CVS or, or Walgreens, something like, I mean, it's just a, it's, it's an amazing number. Most progressives have, here's another tweet from the Q bomb. Most progressives have money and live in some utopian fantasy land where things don't cost money. 
They don't realize that public assistance programs cost taxpayers as much as corporate assistant programs, and that extra tax money out of middle class paychecks mean we do without a lot. So we're talking about the next step up, which is middle class, and we're spending a lot of money on stuff that is funding all these programs that has nothing really to do with why Walgreens is putting the stuff while 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 CVS is putting the stuff behind lock and in a case. Uh, so we're, we're, you know, we're just we're just mixing things up here. And there's a lot of that that goes on in social media, people don't really understand the concepts, and they don't understand the background. And they just think, well, most people they can't afford it. So they're trying to steal it. So we should just give it to them. Um, would Nixon understand your theft as a profound form of protest? That's a good question. As a profound form of social justice and applaud it, or would she tell her bodyguards to shoot you and then thank them profusely when they did? Not a tough question. You'd be dead in seconds. Cynthia Nixon doesn't mean a word of what she says about crime. None of them mean a word of what they would say about crime. Um, so that's, that is what, um, Tucker Carlson had to say. Cynthia is being paid a reported $10 million to appear in a revival of Sex and the City, and unconformed reports say she made some $25 million from her run on the show the first time around, and by appearing in two movies after it ended. So, you know, did she make $35, $40 million? Maybe maybe $30 million? How much does a... How much does a Sex in the City movie to capitalize on the HBO show? What does that pay for act? A couple million? Two, two and a half million? I'm totally guessing here. No idea. But I mean, that seems reasonable, right? She wasn't a major. She was one of four gals, but she wasn't Carrie, the, the character Carrie, right? She and her wife live in a $3.2 million apartment, which they bought in 2012, but they have reportedly been eyeing property in Tribeca, another very expensive and exclusive Manhattan neighborhood. So what was she, we should get to the bottom of this. What was she doing in a CVS? Was she in a CVS or was she just looking at photos online and maybe just uploaded those to her Twitter, to her Twitter machine? Um, all right, let's keep going here. Nixon's comments come at a time when liberal politicians generally are espousing that petty crimes like shoplifting are a waste of police time and money and shouldn't be prosecuted. Just like in Seattle, we are, we had a, a, uh, inspector general say, don't pull anybody over for traffic violations. It's racist and we shouldn't be doing it. That was kind of the issue. And a lot of you reached out and said, uh, no, we want to be able to navigate our streets safely. And that's why you pull over people because there are rules of the road. And if you have, if, if you have unfinished business, like maybe a warrant out for your arrest, maybe you didn't, maybe you don't have tabs on your car. If you're not taking care of business, the police will pull you over for those things. Because otherwise, there's no reason why you would get tabs in the first place. Hey, you should pay a couple hundred bucks and have tabs for your car. So it's legal on the road. What's going to happen if I don't? Nothing, they won't pull you over. Well, there's a certain segment of society that says, then I'm not going to do it. Why, why, why should I do that? Why would I do that? And so that's why you have those laws so that we can all feel safe on the road. And if you don't want to use your turn signal, that's fine. Yeah, crash into somebody, kill them. That's why we have, hey, use your turn signal when you drive so that we keep the road safe. 
because we got to have some rules when there's a bunch of us on the road. It's not just every man for himself, right? I mean, you can't just be blowing through stop signs. What's the what's the penalty for me blowing through this stop sign? Nothing? All right, pedal of a metal, let's go. Let's see how this works out. No, you, you got to be okay. Yeah, it's a pretty big ticket. And if you crash and you ran a stop sign, it's on you and there's some repercussions. So this whole thing, petty crimes like shoplifting, just letting that go. Yeah, that's not working out well, is it? No, it's not. Because these big stores, they're like, okay, what was it? They were losing 30 grand a month in one of the stores in San Francisco, 360 grand a year. If they're not making big money, they're certainly not making any money after all the shoplifting that's gone on, right? But many say it could open the door to a landslide of theft that would cripple businesses, even those as large as Walgreens and CVS. Yeah, it could. You steal enough stuff from a store whose livelihood is selling stuff? That's an issue. That's going to be a no-go. Walgreens has closed 17 stores in San Francisco because the theft was so overwhelming and becoming dangerous for staff. So it's not just the stealing. It's that the, the stealing is, is ongoing and so overwhelming. The staff is like, well, no, you know, we, we're store clerks. We are not private security guards. So Walgreens with closing down 17 stores in San Francisco. The one trend we are seeing is more violence and escalating and much more bold. We see a lot of repeat offenders. So, and that's from Commander Raj Baswani, the head of investigations bureau at the San Francisco Police Department, told the New York Times in a recent article. So, these are not desperate people. These are criminals stealing. That's where, that's where Cynthia Nixon kind of went sideways. Doesn't really understand this topic. Doesn't really get it. And you know what? That's fine to not understand, and it's fine to not get it. When you throw it out there on social media, somebody's going to have your head. I mean, they just are. If you're a moron and you post this kind of stuff and you don't understand the underlying, like a lot of people saying, you know, they saw my last my last uh, podcast and like, I don't care about Walgreens. All right. Yeah, you don't really get what's going on here, do you? It's a pro-business podcast. We've got important stuff to talk about. And you not understanding while Walgreens isn't, you know, isn't keeping stores open that are being shoplifted from, from the point to the point where they're not profitable. I can't help you out there. And you're kind of, maybe you should go find a different podcast. But yeah, come back around because we, we got other stuff other than pro-business too. Talk about Antifa. I mean, Chop, Chaz. There's lots of good stuff here. So um, yeah, so, you know, I guess one of the lessons here is before you tweet, if you're a celebrity, before you tweet, maybe do just a, do, do just a touch of research. So you don't look like a moron, like Cynthia did on this one. I mean, she just didn't get it, right? She just didn't get it, just didn't understand. And I think these celebrities are like, ah, whatever I tweet out, it's just gold. I can do no wrong. My 29 million subscribers, all followers, they all think I'm the greatest thing ever. I'm just going to tweet this out. Oh, didn't really get that issue, did I? Maybe I shouldn't have tweeted that out. Hey, manager, manager, where were you on this one? Told you not to tweet that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's what you hire another set of people for, which is damage control on social media. 
It's what we're doing 2021. Just a bunch of ridiculous stuff. It's part of the reason I don't do Twitter, because people take things so out of context. And they're like, oh, look at him. He, he said this. Like, yeah, but it was in relation to that. Oh, look at him. And they just wildly take stuff out of context. Um, yeah. So that's why I'd rather explain myself long term on a podcast, half an hour long podcast, because then I get to tell people exactly what I think. And yet they still don't understand. Ah, oh, he's a liberal. Uh, okay. All right. You run with that. He's progressive. Uh, all right. Hmm. I don't think anything that I talk about is particularly progressive, but I, I could be wrong. I am a real estate guy after all. I don't, you know, really know where all these lines are set up. But um, yeah, no. Yeah, just watch all the stuff and then make your own determination. A lot of people, I think, see half of a headline in one of my podcasts and go, oh, well, he must think this. Nah, you got to kind of, you got to follow some of these news stories to understand the background of what's going on. And a lot of people just don't. I've had comments from people saying, ah, oh, there's no housing shortage in the real estate market. I mean, just some basic stuff that is 100% incorrect. And unfortunately, I don't have time to respond to everybody and set them straight, nor do they want to be set straight. They want to believe what they want to believe. That's the bottom line. People see what they want to see and they want to label somebody. And if you want to label me one way or you want to label me the other, and that makes you feel good, then hey, you do you. I'll do me. I'll do me right here in the podcast. All right. So that's it for me on this one. Um, maybe do a little research before you do your next celebrity tweet. That's, that's what we learned here today, right? We did. And that shoplifting is bad for business. We also learned that. That's a, that's a basic business 101. Shoplifting, not good. Not a good thing. All right, that's it for me. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for being a part of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I will catch up with you guys soon on the next one. We're releasing two a day, Monday through Friday, and one on Saturday and one on Sunday. Um, I'll see you then. Till then, take care, be safe. We'll talk then. Bye. to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.